presents the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. Finally, The Rock has come back home. Scotty Villa brings you your new favorite pro wrestling podcast. There is nothing you could do that is more dangerous than wrestling CM Punk. He's got the latest in covering all of the major promotions in professional wrestling. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Breaking news and hot topics. He's covering everything from Monday night till Sunday night's main event. I'm the hottest thing in professional wrestling. I'm Dr. Rit Baker. D. And we never forget to go old school. I was rowdy before rowdy was cool. From the golden era. The irresistible force meeting the immovable object. To the attitude era. And if you're not done with that... To the revolution. It's about the 14 years it took me to go from undesirable to ungoddamn deniable. And everything in between. This is your pro wrestling podcast. This is in my house. Give me a hell yeah! Welcome everyone to the In My Homes Pro Wrestling Podcast. Paralegal Mike and Scotty Villa are back and we are joined by the man himself, UK Tom, for what I feel is the biggest show of the year. Mike, when we started this and we got it up on the Spotify to make it more easily accessible for our fantastic listeners, this was the first episode we did a year ago. It's all come full circle. Yeah, it, it feels real, real good to be back here, Ed. I've been battling today, fellas. I don't know about you guys, but I've been battling big time with, do I do my job or do I make my picks for the, the year-end awards here on the potty? And the potty won. I had a terrible day at my job today. <laughs> yeah, you love to hear that. So... Ideal employee. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's go around the horn here. Paralegal Mike, how are you, pal? Um, doing well. Happy work is done. Yeah. Year-end awards are here. They're fun. This is the most UK fun Tom time. is here. How are fun. you, Tom? <laughs> I'm good. It's great to be here again. Uh, I do have a quick message because last time I was here, I sent this out on all my socials, which meant a lot of people back in the UK listened to it. So if you're listening again, I have a message for all my people back in the UK. I am very aware that my accent has changed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, you don't need to text me and tell me. I hate it just as much as you. Uh, I've been surrounded by Mother Canuckers for nearly two years now. What do you expect? Canadian Tom is on the show today. Canadian Tom. <laughs> What's that all about, eh? Yeah, I haven't got that far yet, but I do love Timmy's. Yeah. Oh, uh, man, that's fantastic. Uh, for, I don't know, for me, you sound like UK Tom. So uh, we are rolling. It is the year end awards right here on the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. Give us a follow on the socials at In My House Pod. That's where you'll find us, the show. Obviously, we're on Spotify and 
a good chunk of your favorite pro wrestling podcast platforms. So give us a follow, a like, a subscribe, a thumbs up, a five-star rating, whatever it is. But most importantly, share this podcast on your social media as well. Let them let everybody know you're listening. And it's a great, great show to listen to. We would appreciate it. But guys, I want to get right into it. Is there anything else we need to discuss or anything? Does anybody want to talk about Monday Night Raw or Dynamite or anything before we get into the awards? I will I will quickly bring up fucking Seth Rollins and Punk. Huh? Ooh. Huh? Ooh. Love it. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Popped huge. Let's go. Right? Yeah. I, I think that was the most I've been interested in a promo in a very long time. That's fair. That's very fair. Guys, can I can I nitpick it a little bit? It sounds like you're gonna anyway. So here I'm we gonna go. Gonna nitpick it a bit. Yeah. I love it. No, it's not even that. <laughs> I didn't want an ounce of Seth freaking Rollins the character. I didn't want him come out and playing to the crowd, dancing to his entrance. I didn't even want him coming out in a flashy suit. Come out in whatever street clothes you wear, get in the ring, stare him down for three minutes, and then deliver that promo. I think it would have given it a little bit more, but that, that's just me nitpicking. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. I cannot wait until we get that definitive promo where they're going to say, guys, you've got 10, 15 minutes. Here's what we want you to say. Say it however you want in your words, but don't back down either one of you. Give it as much as you take it. That's what I'm waiting for. Yeah, I yeah. agree with you, but I'm thinking that was scaled back, Seth Rollins, because it was a flashy suit. It's not like he's dressing like Lita, like he has a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great point. Also, it, with Tom's point, too, is like he's still that character. He's still that version of Seth Rollins that's over with the song, with everything. So yeah, you're gonna keep playing into that mm-hmm. until like what's what's your plan here? Like, are we trying to position Punk as the face? I because like that then that know. stuff will start kind of petering off. I think with like the suits will start to annoy you, especially if if Seth is going heel. It's that song is the worry, right? Like when you have yeah. whole arenas chanting that song, it's hard to get that guy over as a bad guy. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see what they do. I don't want them to define it at all. It's just two guys that hate each other and whether they're good guys, bad guys, whatever. It's just two guys that actually hate each other, but there's a title involved as well. I'm going to take that from you or I'm going to keep this because it's mine in my home. I think that's just great, great pro wrestling. Yeah. I I don't think we need a a baby face and a heel here. We need two guys who don't like each other, who are going to have a great match. And maybe in each city, each week, it's different. Like maybe mm-hmm. one city likes Seth more than, the, than Punk or Punk more than Seth. And it's just going to change each week. And obviously what, where they go with the promos will also uh, feed into that. So, Well, you got you to position these guys going into Mania, right? Like we're seeing that, yeah, we're very much so invested in, in Seth and Punk at Mania. Yeah. So the way they build video packages is this like, it's not just two guys who hate each other. We like one. One is good and one is bad. It's just the way Fed builds their shows. I just it, it'll be crazy to see what happens in the rumble like that yeah. that's where that stuff is going to get interesting but we can talk about that all year we got awards to give out yeah it is the 2023 year-end awards here on the in my house pro wrestling podcast and I was asked about criteria earlier today by a co-worker I'm like look it's what we want to pick in that category and whatever create criteria we create for ourselves in that category is what we're picking 
We're not going by, oh, it's a four and a half star match out of a five star, yada, yada, yada. That's not what we do here. So I think that's what makes ours a little bit more fun, unique. And it's just our opinion on what we loved, liked, hated, whatever it may be. So that's how we're doing the year and awards here on the potty. Guys, I want to start off with pay-per-view of the year. Oh, I should also with this fun. One. Yeah, I, I, I really didn't. I looking back at stuff, I I knew what I was going to pick. on. This, well, so. I knew what I was going to pick, but then it, I struggled with finding something that came even close. That's where my struggle was. UK, Tom, you know, what? I'm going to start with you. You're, you're brand new on the potty and you're coming in at the right time, brother. Your end awards. Are you kidding me? This is the most fun show. <laughs> so yeah, well. give us the reason before you give your pick. Give us the reason why you went with what you went with. And then let's hear that reveal. So I didn't struggle with this one at all. Um, as soon as I saw the categories, I was like, yep, that's my answer for this one. And it's because it's one of the very few pay-per-views of the year that I watched that I can remember almost everything. Mm. And it was one of the most insane crowds I've ever seen. And it had a match in there, which I have gone back and watched a couple times, which I don't do very often anymore. That's a good sign. Um, and I just enjoyed it from start to finish. What do we got? What's the winner? What's Tom's winner for pay-per-view of the year? Backlash 2023 in Puerto Rico. Oh, Great wow. Great wow. What stuck out? What match have you gone back and watched a few times? Damien Priest versus Bad Bunny. Wow. Which, I mean, I know there's some people who do, do not like celebrity matches. I do if they're done well. And I I honestly can't fault Bad Bunny for any time he's shown up. He's given everything he's he's got. And I'm also one of the few people I really want to see Logan Paul versus Bad Bunny. I'd it, love to see it too. Yeah, uh, celebrity runs between Bad Bunny and Logan Paul have been... <laughs> fucking excellent wow backlash like and it was a good show absolutely like that's i wasn't expecting you to say backlash it really wasn't one one of the things that stood out most to me as well is Zelina vega in that entrance when mm -hmm. she was stood in the ring and she spread her arms out with the puerto rican flag behind her and was just bawling in the ring i just yeah i mean she then got eaten by rhea ripley but it was, <laughs> it was right it was still a great moment that's that's a great one. I I'll go next and then we'll go to Paralegal Mike. When I was making my list and I was looking up all the pay-per-views that uh happened this year, I was just looking at the list of names for like AEW, WWE, TNA, yeah. CWE. No, I'm just kidding. Um when Backlash I was reading the list, I was like, oh Backlash. And it didn't click with me that that was the actual show that was a great show. So mm -hmm. When I went back to read more into the pay-per-views about what happened on each one, I'm like, holy shit, Backlash was a great one. That's a fantastic pay-per-view. But nothing compares, for me personally, to WrestleMania. I enjoyed this past year's WrestleMania so, so much. Both nights were fantastic. Both main events were, in my opinion, unbelievable because of the storytelling, because of the matches, the emotion that was in it, the crowd reactions to, to everything. WrestleMania, we got Drew versus Sheamus versus Gunther for the IC title, which a lot of people are saying was match of the year. <clears throat> I'm curious to see if it comes up in any anybody's match of the year this year. 
because I think it might. To me, WrestleMania just, it felt post-pandemic, this is the way it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be this massive and this huge, which is a lot to say compared to last year's Mania because we got Stone Cold in a main event at WrestleMania last year, which is fucking wild. But I love WrestleMania this year. I'm I'm going to give my honorable mention to Revolution, AEW Revolution last year. That was a great card from top to bottom. One tiny dud with the, the Fatal 4-Way Tag Team match, but we'll get into that show a little bit later, I think. But for me, Scotty Villa... WrestleMania 39 is my pay-per-view of the year. Well, apparently go Mike. That's funny. You said that Scotty, because my pay-per-view of the year is also WrestleMania 39 uh, across two nights with matches like the Usos versus Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Um, I thought Seth and Logan were also really great. Yeah. Um, I shout out to Dominic and Ray also really awesome. But I mean, um, Edge and Finn Balor obviously put a sour taste in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> or did it? Finn Balor's a fucking loser. That Edge loser. entrance was awesome, though. That Edge, Edge entrance was awesome. Um, yeah, and, and Balor got his head split open by a ladder. You must have loved that. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> and obviously, um, I mean, the main event of WrestleMania Night 2 was arguably one of the best things I've seen in wrestling in a long time. Fucking garbage, and we all know it. <laughs> But uh, if so, the Fed, obviously on the board here, real early. So we have Backlash and then two for WrestleMania 39. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, Let's go to promotion of the year. Which company do we think just had the best year overall that we enjoyed the most? Whatever you enjoy, whatever you want to make of it. I'll go first on this one. For me, it's not even close. It is the Fed. It is WWE. I've enjoyed watching WWE more this year than I have. I can't even remember the last time. I just had so much fun watching it. They've had great storylines that bled from last year into this year. I don't, I'm not even going to bring up the fact that they're making more money than they ever have before. I'm going to bring up the fact that on Monday Night Raw now, things are being connected and making sense outside of one a couple weeks ago when Punk came back. That show was not a good Monday Night Raw, but they've done such a good job putting people in the background. I've said it a million times before. You see a promo backstage with Adam Pierce and so-and-so, but then you see Rhea Ripley talking to Drew McIntyre, and that leads to something. You see Nikki Cross talking to Candice LeRae, and that leads to something. Everything's starting to make sense storyline-wise, and if you do like those non-main event wrestlers and they're on your TV, and you want to invest in them. They're now getting those shots to get more people invested in them. They're trying really, really hard to get people to invest in Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. And I think they're doing the right job, slow and steady. To me, the Fed had a grand slam of a year. That's why they are my promotion of the year. Okay, Tom, what do you think? Oh, yeah. who's, your, who's your promotion of the year? My promotion of the year also is WWE. I, like Scott said, I don't, remember the last time I've enjoyed WWE this much. I like for those of us that have been wrestling fans for a long time and remember trying to sit through like WWE in 2008 and all of that when it was awful to be able to see it like this again, it's like, this is why I like wrestling. 
And like also with the mid card titles actually being made important and not being defended in two minute squash matches and the title matches being built up on both brands, everybody being important and like nothing is rushed anymore, which for me is the best thing. Like I used to hate it when on a Friday night SmackDown, two people got in a brawl backstage and then they were on a pay-per-view match on Sunday. Like, let that shit linger. Let it build. Let me get interested in it for more than 48 hours. It's crazy that we're, I mean, I, I knew this one going in. We were all going to agree. Yeah. Unless, like, I, I think in my worry was Tom, like, like GCW or other promotions he watches that we don't, that could clearly, like, oh, maybe they are better. But no, I'm also in agreement with you guys. It's It has to be WWE this year. What they're doing with stories to build to premium live events and filling the gaps in between has been unmatched. We talk about it on the show all the time. AEW could learn a little thing or two of how to build these big moments. And you can't stop WWE now. Like they're they're in full swing going into Mania. It's looking great. But this whole year, I've had a really good time watching WWE. Not going to lie. I thought, and not because he's just a fan of them. I thought Tom was really going to go with GCW. The amount that I see that you watch and tweet about and just love, I'm like, Tom's going GCW for sure. How come so, it wasn't, uh, why'd you go to the Fed towards instead of GCW, Tom? So there is a reason, and I do love GCW. I am a Fight Plus subscriber. I watch every single show that they put out. Love that. And the the reason I didn't is as much as I love them and their match quality is is up there with the Fed. Like uh, this past weekend, Andrade and uh, Joey Janela, they went for 38 minutes in one of the damnedest main events I've ever seen. Nice. And like, I thought like nobody does main events like GCW does. And like, I know deathmatch wrestling isn't everybody's favorite thing. Um, Sometimes I do think they go a little bit too far, but that's the guys in the ring, not GCW. GCW doesn't put like you're doing this on the guys like it's just like you guys are wrestling figure it out um <laughs> and the the reason that i didn't is gcw stories are a little lacking okay um a lot of the time it's matches that are just matches and i'm okay with that because i like wrestling matches so if it's just mm. going to be too like they don't always need to hate each other there doesn't always need to be a story but I would appreciate a story a little bit more in GCW. However, one thing I will say is if anybody is looking to get uh, into GCW and to to watch a really good indie promotion, who really is truly independent, it's one of the last few that are, uh, I would start with the last GCW show that they did in LA, which was this weekend. It was highest in the room two. Absolutely banger of a pay-per-view from beginning to end. Every single match was fantastic. Love it. There's your UK Tom hot tip of the week. Check out that pay-per-view, everybody. Let's go to one that's I think might have caused all three of us to really struggle with, just like I'm struggling with this sentence as I'm full of pretzels right now. Let's go match of the year. Paralegal Mike, I want to start with you. Perfect. Match of the year, 2023. I did not struggle with this. Wow, really? No. F- faithful listeners of the show will know if you listened <laughs> early in the year that I this is a no-brainer. 
my match of the year is Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay at WrestleMania Kingdom or Wrestle Kingdom 17, without a doubt. The build, how fucking talented those two are. Like, yes, the follow-up was incredible as well. But that first match of theirs was whew, unlike it's the exact thing I wanted between those those two athletes. That's a such a great pick. Hey Scott, hey Scotty, I have a runner up though, and you're gonna fucking hate it. <laughs> We don't we don't have time for that, guys. You know All what right, we well, do? You know what? I'll, I'll sneak it in quick. The runner up <laughs> I had uh Brian Danielson versus Zach Saber Jr. at Wrestle Dream. What a snooze fest. You're um, an idiot. You're an idiot. You're you're just dumb. You're a dumb person. <laughs> but I want to go to I wanna I'm actually interested too. I want to go to UK Tom for this one. Because I bet his list is large in this category. Yeah. Was this yeah. the one you had? Yeah, <laughs> perfect. So, so this isn't the one that I struggled with the most. Yeah. I got I got this one narrowed down to two pretty quick. Um, and I'll give you my runner up first. Nice. So my runner up was, and it was mentioned earlier, and that's Gunther, Drew, and Sheamus. Oh, I thought up. that would be your pick. Actually, I'm very excited uh, about this. I absolutely love all three of those wrestlers. Um, it's it's not a secret if you follow me on Twitter. I don't like Drew McIntyre's promos, but in in the ring, I can't fault the guy. Um, now, this match also had a little extra special for me because much like I mentioned last time I was on, I remember seeing these guys wrestle in small pubs in England. So to get to watch them on WrestleMania in there together was amazing. And those those three, those three guys just kicked the shit out of each other for <laughs> yeah. 20 minutes. <laughs> yep. Um, and yeah, so that was my runner-up. And this, the, the match that I've picked actually was a, la- a last minute. Like I remembered that it happened. And I remember for the last five minutes of this match, I was out of my seat, which that is speaks really, volumes. Oh, it's, baby. It's real hard to do for me these days. Um, <laughs> And uh, so it was Will Ospreay versus Mike Bailey at Impact Bound for Glory earlier this year. Great choice. Which is an incredible match. Absolutely insane. And uh, I'm also one of the biggest uh, Speedball Mike Bailey fans out there, both in the ring and out of the ring. I was lucky enough to uh, to meet him on numerous occasions in the UK, and he's just the sweetest guy. So then to watch him in the ring just absolutely annihilating motherfuckers it's, it's just <laughs> it's insane uh but like i and then i think another thing about that match is i don't remember there being hype about a match in impact like that for probably 10 years yeah if ever if ever yeah <laughs> and, uh, and the fact that like i remember watching that show and uh mike bailey coming like they weren't on last and i was thinking well, that's a mistake because no chance anybody's following this. And they delivered and more. The um, Will Ospreay hit his elbow. I forget what he calls it, but at the end of the at the end of the match, and I thought he'd killed him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just one hell of a match, which I highly recommend. Out. That's a great pick. Great. Pick. It is a great pick. Will Ospreay getting his flowers in match of the year. Really is. He's also Scotty getting Scotty V as runner up. Oh yeah, runner up. Uh, I my runner up for this one is Will Ospreay versus Kenny Omega at Wrestle Kingdom as well. It's so close between that match and his match with at sorry their match at 
Forbidden Door. Yeah. But it's Wrestle Kingdom. I love the whole Tokyo Dome vibe. I just think it's great. But my match of the year, much like Tom's, is a match that I've gone back to watch more than once. I've got watching it live, pure excitement, pure happiness, pure joy. And I was so connected to that story. So my match of the year from WrestleMania 39 is Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens winning the tag team championships in the main event of night one. I loved everything about that story going into it. I loved that they built up the Usos to be almost as unstoppable as Roman Reigns because they were the longest or the, had the most championship reigns, I believe the longest champions in however long. But Sammy and Kevin got the job done. And it was a legitimate, phenomenal, emotional moment. And from WrestleMania 39, my pay-per-view of the year, it's the one match that I always will go back and watch. And I love it so much. And I had no other choice. I had to do it. I had Okada versus Danielson on the list because that is a great match. I had MGF versus Danielson in the Iron Man match from Revolution. Yeah, it's a great match. Phenomenal, but much like Tom, what makes me go back and watch or what what am I going back to watch? It's that match. So Scotty Via's pick is the Usos versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. WrestleMania 39 main event. Yeah, the match the, of the year. The thing I loved about that match, and I really did, was... I never in a million years dreamed that El Generico and Kevin Steen would <laughs> main event WrestleMania. And also, right. I, I have loved the Usos since they showed up in 2010 with Tamina. And like, I'm a huge fan of the Usos. So getting seeing them get a WrestleMania main event too made me very happy. And obviously, we knew the match was going to be fantastic. Was, uh, was that, I mean, everything that went into it too. And obviously, the Usos are going to go down, man, as one of the greatest teams of all time. Like, it's not just of this generation. It's of all time. Mm-hmm. The way they have been able to transition out of, like, the colorful gear into this stuff. And now, like, hell, even single stars. Like, the Usos are definitely in that conversation. Oh, yeah. They have to be. Top three greatest WWE tag team of all time. Yeah. When they start redoing those lists for, like, the network, the, mm-hmm. the Usos are going to be up there. Absolutely. Guys, let's get into tag team of the year. Like this is a this one was challenging for me. And it, it might come up later on why. But this one was a challenge for me for tag team of the year because I feel like tag team wrestling after Kevin and Sammy won the titles took a huge nosedive. Mm-hmm. And some companies there was multiple times where I'm like, I don't even know who the tag team champions are. I gotta look this <laughs> shit up because you're doing nothing. Well, Scotty, I, I'm going with a team that I really enjoyed watching. I thought they rose up, and when they were champions, they made the championships mean something while they had them. And anytime that they were on my TV, for me, it was somewhat appointment television. I need to watch this this team. My tag team of the year is the House of Black. When they were trios champions and they had their whatever it was, it was like a like a open challenge kind of thing where, where they'd call teams out. The open house. Yes, yeah. the open house. And it was, I think they had their own rules for the matches or the opponents could pick the stipulation for the match. 
very innovative, very new. It For me, I was invested in the trio championships while they had it. Watching Brody King just destroy guys, seeing Malachi Black do his thing, Buddy Murphy just being violent and vicious too. It They did it for me. When I looked at all the tag teams, and sure, I could have picked Kevin and Sammy because they gave me that moment, but after that, the Fed didn't do much with them. It wasn't really part of the story to make those titles anything bigger. At, when I mentioned before, like sometimes I had to look up to see who the tag team champions were. It was FTR multiple times when I had to look it up. I'm like, oh yeah, FTR is the AEW tag team champions. Forgot about that. I didn't ever do that with House of Black. I knew when they were the champions. I knew when they were on TV. And when they were on the pay-per-views, they were one of the best matches on the card. So House of Black, Scotty V is in my house, pro wrestling podcast, tag team of the year. UK Tom, what do you got? So I was torn on this one because obviously we just talked about the Usos and how good they've been this year. Mm -hmm. But then I thought back about it, and other than two matches, I can't remember them teaming together much this year. Yeah. Uh, So I can't put a team who didn't team together very much as my tag team of the year. So my tag team of the year is actually FTR. That's not a bad pick at all. I knew Tom was picking FTR in this one. I actually had (laughs) it. In the dome. This is because they are a true tag team. We don't see, uh, I was going to call them Scott and Dash, but that's not their names anymore. (laughs) Uh, Dax and Cash uh, wrestle singles very often, which as a tag team wrestler, I'm all for it. And like, even in the ladder match at the last AEW pay per view, that's not their strong suit at all. And they were fantastic. But the thing that pushed it over the edge for me was that uh, the tag match that we saw them have in the Brandt Center here in Regina. And, like, I don't think I've screamed that much for a match in person in a very long time. That match was insane. It was unbelievable. It's yeah. so it's so funny that we're we're all on the same page because for this one, my runner up yes is is FTR, and my winner for tag team of the year is House of Black. Wow, really? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I thought I was going way off the board on this one. No, I think when AEW brought in those trios titles, you needed a team like House of Black to really propel them. I think they did a, a great job. If AEW was smart, they would still be trios champions. Are they? Who knows. <laughs> Scotty will have to look it up. I'm really yeah, I'm gonna have to look it up. Couldn't tell you who the trios champs are. Right but now. but that's a problem too because you knew when House of Black had those championships, they were running it. It brought some legitimacy to that those belts. Without if, it, you're you're kind of floundering. If I was booking AEW, and sometimes I wish I was with some of the shit they put out. Sometimes we wish you were too. Uh, yeah, but, <laughs> like House of Black would never have dropped the the trio's titles to the acclaimed and doing it. I, I probably actually would go as far as to say the house of black never would have dropped the trio's titles. It, it's great. You said that. that. Cause I'm not, I wasn't opposed to the acclaimed eventually getting the trio's titles. I just didn't think they needed it as soon as they did. That shtick is over. Scissor me. Daddy is over. Those belts don't mean shit. Like, there is a time where you can have that happen. I think they pulled the trigger too soon as well. And and the thing for me is, what has the acclaimed and Billy Gunn done with the belts since they got them? Are they the and champions I, right now? Right now, as we Holy speak. Holy fuck. Yeah. So nothing. They've done nothing. <laughs> and like, 
I mean, I'm a huge Attitude Era mark, so seeing Billy Gunn as a champion in 2023 makes me very happy. <laughs> but it should not have come at the expense of the house. No. All right, boys, let's go to one that I struggled with again. Struggled with quite a bit, actually. And I don't know why. There was a lot of great things happening in this year, but let's go to a feud of the year. This start one it was... off, Scotty. All right. <laughs> I'll start it off, which I don't know if I should start off first. I just told you what to do. You do it. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. It's sorry. I had to get a jacket on. It's cold in here. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I struggled with this one because I tried to use my brain and think about what oh, had me mostly not. invested. It's always a Dude, I, I'm I'm two pretzels deep right now. I'm, I'm, I can't think straight. <laughs> You're two pretzels deep. Those are pretzels are gone. <laughs> Fun fact, listeners: uh, Scotty V about six pretzels today, and none of us believe that there's any pretzels left right now. Well, you're just gonna have to tune in to our social medias later to find out. Yeah, the, the pretzels are gone. <laughs> Spoiler alert: There's no more pretzels. <laughs> so there was there was some good feuds. For a second, it took me a little bit to be like outside of this one major feud did anything go very long and we i don't think we got a, a a lot of great lengthy feuds this year in in i'll be honest i watch mostly wwe and AEW, mm-hmm. so that's where a lot of my mindset goes first but i'm i'm going to go with this feud mostly for the fact is as i've said many times on this episode already what hooked me? What got me to want to watch their weekly show each and every single week? And this feud did not last very long. A month, maybe two to three at most. Of really good storytelling in each step. My feud of the year is Roman Reigns slash Bloodline versus Sami Zayn. That run, but when Sami turned at the Rumble to the Elimination Chamber, to WrestleMania with Sami Zayn and then Kevin Owens going up against the big dogs, the bloodline. I watched every week and I was hooked every single episode. Couldn't wait to get on the potty to talk about it the next week. That's my feud of the year. Sami Zayn versus the bloodline. Tom, what do you got? Well, uh, Mine is also Sami Zayn versus the Bloodline. What? Really? Yeah. Fuck yeah. I don't think, like, if we go all the way back to the Rumble when that kicked off, and, like, I think most of us that have watched wrestling for a long time knew something was going down because the Rumble wasn't going on last. And for the Rumble not to go on last, it usually means that something's going to happen. Like, if you think all the way back to 2006, the Rumble didn't go on last because The Undertaker came out and tore the ring down and Mm. shit like that. Not that I thought anything like that was going to happen, but there's usually something big happen if the Rumble's not the main event. And I remember, like, the Roman and Kevin was done at the Rumble. The match was over, and uh, Sami Zayn was there. And I'm like, well, he's not going to do it. They're just going to embarrass him and nothing's going to happen. And then he like walloped Roman with that chair, which looked stiff as all hell. And it needed to, to get that, uh, that feud going. And then the promo work from Sami Zayn 
was incredible throughout the whole show throughout the whole like you said couple of months mm -hmm. that it ran and like leading into a elimination chamber in montreal i didn't think that there was any chance Sami Zayn was walking out of there with the title but then during that match they got me a couple times and i was like oh shit they're gonna do it obviously they didn't but yeah mine too is also Sami Zayn versus roman and the bloodline i love that love that Paralegal I Mike. Hate, I hate to ruin the party. No, you so don't. I, so I won't. <laughs> My pick is also really? Sami Zayn versus the Bloodline. I, I think it's just a no-brainer in this year of wrestling. And even from last year, there's one story the world was talking about in wrestling. And obviously, the Bloodline was it. Is so well-crafted. I don't know what inning we were in when Sammy turned. Maybe, <laughs> maybe just bottom of the third. According to Paul Heyman, who fucking knows? But... That's pinnacle storytelling, and it really showed that maybe the new guard was needed in WWE at that time when it was kind of, is the old man involved? Like, we see Hunter is really doing this stuff, and it seemed like a different show, but it, it was so well done. Like, again, I you guys know me, three hours of Raw is too much fucking Raw, but um, when those segments came on, it it's must-watch. Like, I, you, you have to tune in. Like, I have to see what's happening with the bloodline. And when you can get me gripped that much by just your storytelling, then, yeah, obviously, when you get to something like Elimination Chamber, it's it's special. And that that venue with that person, it's the perfect storm. Like, and, and kudos to Sammy. Like, I, I still don't see Sammy as the face of WWE. And if that's as close as we're going to get him, I'm just okay with that. Because mm -hmm. the time he got on TV... And the work he did was incredible. And obviously the same goes to the bloodline. Like the work they put in throughout that whole thing is it's just unmatched. And I still, I don't know if I've seen something since that, that has been that good in terms of storytelling and wrestling. Did either of you guys have anything close or a runner up on this? One? Not, not even remotely. My pick was immediately written down. Like I knew going in. I, I had a, a, a second, but it wasn't close. And that was, and Mike, you're going to hate this. Oh, it was Cody in the black. Yeah. Ah, fuck's yeah, sakes. Yeah, yeah. But that was purely, um, other than the WrestleMania match between Cody and Roman, there's not actually much I remember about that feud. So the fact that it's my second shows how much I loved this promo I'm about to mention. And that is the promo on Raw where Paul Heyman came out and was crying in the ring about uh, about Dusty and uh mr Heyman and all of cody's emotional bullshit that usually drives me <laughs> that promo pretty much sold me on that main event i wasn't like i knew it was going to be good uh but i also just assumed like most of the world that cody was going to win the belts um but that promo in particular got me interested love that uh, for me, nothing was close, but if I had to kind of come up with a runner-up, the one that made me go, hmm, interesting, it is MJF versus the Devil Mask Man. With what we're seeing right now, it's probably the main and only thing that's making me want to watch AEW Dynamite every week is what's the next step of this story. But it doesn't even come close. Sami Zayn versus the Bloodline. That's the feud of the year. Clean sweep here on the Emma House pod. Guys, I want to get to 
biggest disappointment of the year. Oh, and this one's a fun one. It is, and not to be negative, but it is fun to see what we all come up with. Which what was our biggest disappointment of the year? Uh, we're doing a little twist this year. We're not going to involve Paralegal Mike on this one because <laughs> what this award is basically my award. <laughs> No, no, no. I'll just edit it and post. But <laughs> um, UK Tom, what do we got here? What's your what's your disappointment of the year 2023? Okay, well, this one was a little bit tough for me because as you guys know from my tweets on are they still tweets on X? I don't know. Whatever yeah. they are. He's X, um, man. <laughs> um, I don't like to be negative about wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've used this line before and it got a pop, so I'll use it again. But it's people who don't wear pants fighting for a belt. <laughs> I don't take this very seriously. But also my answer for this is a little bit of a hot take, and it's also a little bit of a cop-out at the same time. All right. So I'm not going to pick a particular person, but the biggest disappointment for this year for me has been the AEW women's division as, as a whole. Great pick. Because Great pick. The, the talent they have in that division – is incredible it's they've got some fantastic women and they also have some awful women but that's okay so do the wwe um the division has largely been ignored they have two titles that are not featured on the pay-per-view until the dynamite before the pay-per-view which like i mentioned earlier is one of my biggest bugbears like make make these belts important or don't have them um but yeah, for me, the AEW women's division has been largely forgotten about. Like, um, I don't even know who the the champion at the moment, Tony Storm again. Yeah, timeless Tony. Yeah, she yeah, went no, back from I, Cheetah at the paper. I will say that I think what Tony Storm is doing is fantastic. But AEW need to invest in the AEW women's division, not just Tony Storm. Agreed. Completely agree. Uh, Mike, I want to go next on this one, actually. Yeah, you better. I, I got a few in mind. All right. <laughs> so, I I actually had wrote down and is one of my runner ups is both women's divisions in AEW and WWE. I feel like they've dropped the ball completely. I'm not going to address the elephant in the room for my biggest disappointment um, because I've moved past it uh, with a lot of uh, talk and help. <laughs> if you. <laughs> No way you put this. If you want to, if you want to get my feelings on it, go to the post WrestleMania show. Oh, for fuck's sakes. But what I'm going to go with in all seriousness is tag team divisions in both major companies is my biggest disappointment of the year. You had the storyline with the bloodline and the Usos. And yes, it was a very personal storyline, but I feel like you could have elevated those titles as well as elevate Sami Zayn and Jey Uso and Jimmy Uso. And once WrestleMania ended, they tried to get Kevin and Sami really hot with those titles, and ha- but you didn't build up the rest of the division to match that excitement and and wanting to see those titles defended. We talked about it before with the Tag Team of the Year award. I couldn't tell you who the AEW tag team champions were many times this year. Both companies have fumbled the ball so much with their tag team divisions 
their tag team championships. I never want to have to go, who the fuck is the champion right now? And have to Google it. Because I, I rarely see those titles on TV or see meaningful storylines or matches. So for me, because I do love tag team wrestling and there's some great tag teams out there, the tag team divisions on WWE and AEW programming, much like their women's divisions, need to be kicked up quite a bit to get me to really care about them again. You want to know how to do it? Do it. Look, watch what they're doing with Gunther. I'm not saying everyone's got to go on two-year run of not losing their titles, but God damn it, there's ways to make things important again. So my disappointment of the year are tag team divisions in pro wrestling. Funny, we kind of, on my runner-up list, I have women's wrestling as a whole across i mean it's maybe not fair to say with like stardom or i'm not sure what's happening in gcw or other promotions where it could be really great but if we're talking about the big two AEW and wwe i think there is such a great pool of talent probably the best they have had and they do nothing Mm -hmm. they get you invested in none of them i'm looking at the women's division in wwe and i'm looking at rhea ripley and i'm going fuck yeah but rhea ripley's not fighting anyone So it doesn't matter. It does. And anything else. And you know what's crazy too? Because after War Games and how incredible that match was and how we all loved it, they still fumbled the bag after and we still don't fucking care. Like that's insane to me that I'm, I mean, they, WWE was in this firm push years ago of like the women's revolution, all this stuff. And then you're like, ah, fuck it. Like you, you have all this incredible talent. Use them. You have a three-hour fucking show on Monday nights. Like <laughs> use some of this talent, and AEW as well. Um, my second one, second runner-up, because you know we're getting negative. Your boy loves this category. <laughs> um, it's AEW booking as a whole. Um, I find it ridiculous that yes, Tony, you can do things your own way. You could, or you can learn from the history of wrestling, and borrow some more of that old school mentality and tell some fucking stories. You have such great talent in your locker room. We can we can buy into some good storylines and feuds. They're just few and far between. Yeah. And building up into into big premium events, it's hard for the viewer who jumps in and like you should be able to see. Like WWE does a good job of like, here's your video package. We'll slam it down your throat, but we can at least catch you up and get you invested in the match. AW is missing a whole chunk of that. And I hope in the new year they realize like we could learn some things from our fucking competitor. That's the nature of business. Go ahead and do that. It's going to help your brand. Will it happen? I doubt it. Tony seems set on the course of doing things this way. But that's my my second runner up. My biggest disappointment of the year is the booking of LA Knight. Wow. I was not expecting that. I have never seen a guy come out and work the crowd without having to be good in the ring in a long time. Like just... Solely built off the promo and presence and that shtick. And then they had such a good, good groundswell going. The fans love it. And then they booked him against Roman Reigns at Crown Jewel. And everything is a nosedive after that. There's no credibility. You can't have him go against the biggest person in the fucking company. People even watching that match don't want to see LA Knight win. Mm-hmm. They don't. They don't want to see LA Knight beat Roman Reigns. With a guy like Cody's in the wings. We all know it. We all know that's not going to fucking happen. Why ever book it? LA Knight should have been the one to take the title from Gunther. That's how it should have happened. 
work to that. Give Gunther his nice long run, but have LA Knight be the guy to take it, that title from him. The U.S. doesn't mean shit now. So putting him back into pictures is just weird. Like you're having him go out there for the crowd to just say his name. It's just how it feels. Like you, it's it's a talent too, where you're like, it's not an existing name. Mm-hmm. Like he tried and then failed, but this LA Knight is like the stardom could have been huge, and they just fumbled it big. And I, that's why I don't think LA Knight will be a superstar we remember for all time. So I think it's the the biggest disappointment of the year. Great, great pick. Great breakdown too. Well done. Well done. Well, let's 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 flip that. We we did the pseudo negative deal. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a big deal. Everyone's fine. No feelings are hurt. Oh no. I mean, do better for women's wrestling. Like yeah. if there's one thing we're walking away with, <laughs> just fucking do better with women's wrestling. Yeah, it's funny because everything that was mentioned between all three of us, like both you guys, was on my list. I had a list of uh five things here. And yeah, all all those things were on my list. But Let's get to best moment of 2023 here on the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast year and awards. Guys, I'm going to go first. Yeah, go ahead. To me, there's nothing even close. There's really nothing even close to this moment. And much like many others out there, got a little misty, got a little teary-eyed. Sami Zayn returns to Montreal on SmackDown in the main event and gets what I believe is like a seven-minute standing ovation. It's a great moment. In front of his home crowd, in front of his family. Cuts, I believe, maybe a three-minute promo, half, you know, chunks of it in French, where he straight up says, I'm going to kick your fucking ass. Everything that they built with Sami Zayn and the Bloodline storyline led to that moment. And we still see it today, where I believe the connection was never bigger that started right there at the rumble. And then again, the night before elimination chamber at elimination chamber, people still sing his song and do the Olay, not because it's catchy because they give a shit about Sami Zayn, and they want that guy to win every single match he's in. And when he doesn't, the crowd's there to pick him up and then he cuts great promos again the next week. That moment in Montreal, I watched it this morning before I came to work. Cause I was doing my little list. Had to take a moment, quick pause. I'm like, Oh man, Allergies are really kicking in. My eyes are all watery. Not Nothing compares to that. When it comes to just a moment, nothing compares to that, in my opinion. Sami Zayn returning home to Montreal to the main event spot of SmackDown to cut technically what was a three-minute promo, but was almost 15 minutes of television. It's fantastic. That's my moment of the year. UK Tom, what do you got? Before we get to mine, I'll just add something to yours there. Sure. Um the, the main reason I remember that is that the promo was at uh, the reception to Sammy coming out was insane. But the thing that sticks in my mind is that was the first pre-approved use of the word fuck on WWE TV ever. I yeah. mean, it was in French. So does that count? But I mean, it got, it got my attention for sure. Yeah. Um, that was a hell of a moment. But for me, I had, one runner-up, which again, the uh, the UK bias comes out for this, but that this was uh, Gunther going 67 minutes in the Royal Rumble. So good. Man, wow. That's an awesome moment, Tom. So, yeah, that was my runner-up purely because 
I don't think anything this year comes close to CM Punk walking out at Survivor Series. Wow. Purely because I never in a million years thought we'd see old Pepsi Phil wander out on a WWE show. And like like we talked about last time I was on the show, they played that perfectly with uh, with the, the the trademark coming up in the corner and then the music hitting. Uh, so for me, it's kind of a cheap answer because it was like three weeks ago, but moment of the year, CM Punk coming back to WWE. See, Tom, now I love what you said. Nothing can top that. There is something that can top that, Tom. I know, I know and I'm about to tell saying. you, you, you all know it. Scotty knows it deep in his heart. The best moment of the year is Roman Reigns stopping Cody Rhodes from finishing the story. In the, oh my God, they didn't let Cody finish the fucking story. Dropped my jaw too. And I picked it. You picked it out of spite. You didn't pick it because you thought he would win. You I didn't mean, do you say what you want, correct. and I'll believe you what just I want. Spite booked the <laughs> that's, fucking that's thing. Fine. And let's be honest, they probably flipped it last minute. Vince is like, no, no, no let's, let's, everyone expects Cody to win. Let's flip it last second. I, I'm not ready to do it okay. yet. Okay. All right. Let's back up here. Bullshit. No, I'm not going to back another, up. It's another battle we can up. have. I don't want to back up. I'm going to go forward. I'm going forward just like Cody Rhodes does to finish his story. Always well, going forward. Well, guess what? He was going forward, and they didn't finish the story. It was such a terrible decision that is it was biggest disappointment awesome biggest disappointment there is nothing better than seeing that many people have the fucking wind taken out of their sails like that's wrestling when you have that many disappointed faces it's like taker losing the streak not as much but to see people that fucking disappointed wrestling did its job so like they bought in cody returned people bought in it, it's and then funny Roman you... fucking beat him. <laughs> beat him. <laughs> it was the greatest. Poor Scotty on the phone. Boo hoo hoo. And me loving it. It's easily like that kind of mania moment to show like we're giving Roman this run. He's our fucking guy. And also learn your lesson, those who leave. You're not winning when you come back. Sting finally gets to WWE. <laughs> you, ain't, you ain't fucking winning here, pal. Not your first outing. No way. Fuck sakes. <laughs> I just, it's, it was better now for Cody that that loss happened. You'll have to admit it. Like it's been better because that happened. If Cody got that championship right now and it was running with it, I don't think anyone would give a fuck, including yourself, Scotty. I don't agree with that last little bit. Because a lot of people are saying, well, once the story's done, the story's done. Well, if he wins it this year, is everyone saying the same thing again? No. The, if he had won it last year at Mania, they would have done a great job putting him up against guys like Seth Rollins and Drew McIntyre and yada, yada, yada. They would have done their job and just booked television the way they always do. That's their job. Would it have been phenomenal and great? Who knows? We'll never know because they decided to fuck history over. And no, fuck- they decided they decided to do the right thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I've said it on the show before, but I will say it here. It is the, the year-end award show, so I will say it. It was the right call. It was the right call, and it made for a really great moment, and it made Cody go through the gauntlet. You had to fucking fight the who's who of WWE to get yourself back there, and he's still doing it. Like, it's still going to happen. Like, there's we're all in agreement. Has got to be night two's ender. Roman Cody is ending WrestleMania this year. I'm all for it. 
Yeah. Even me. Like yeah. if if you know what? If they do it this year and they have Roman beat Cody twice. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Chills I just got. You ever see those videos of like NFL fanatics that punch their TV and throw it out the back oh. door, stuff like that? That will won't happen if fucking Cody Rhodes loses nope. to Roman Reigns again. But it made more sense and like the moment itself, like great entrance, like fucking here's Cody. Mm-hmm. Strutting that strut, like we're all like, here comes a good guy. He's he's gonna fucking do it. No, they're so invested in Roman and what that bloodline can do, especially then. The the thing for me about that one, and it's 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 interesting you mentioned the streak because the streak and Roman uh, pinning Cody is the only two times in WWE history that I thought, oh, they fucked up. <laughs> Someone they fucked up. Oh, they fucked up. But yeah. Clearly... It's, it made for such good TV. Plus, like even I was blown away. I was like, I can't believe they had him fucking beat Cody. <laughs> Let's be honest. Since that's happened, Cody has come out with so many cool entrance jackets and so many cool tights that I don't know if they would have done it if Cody just won the championship. So it made him look better as well. So, um, great, great, I'll, I'll, great call there, Mike. Great call. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best moment of the year but to be fair like we all didn't have punk on there it kills me to have it yeah oh yeah it was my but, runner up like i said what's biggest moments in recent wwe history mm-hmm. streak cm yeah. punk walking back out exactly Absolutely. and i know wow. people should be like that should be your best moment it's not i'm filled with spite <laughs> <Fuck Scott. laughs> moving on moving on to uh we've only got two left well two and a half but let's go to Booker of the Year. And it's it's not ready. It, we're not ready to say my name yet, but let's go to the, the professional wrestling booker booker of the year. <laughs> Paralegal Mike. Did I win Booker of the Year? No, no, no. We're not doing that one yet. Oh that could be next week or the week after. Fuck's sake. But professional wrestling <laughs> booker of the year that's not named Scuddy Via. Oh. Paralegal Mike, what do you got? Who's your booker of the year? I mean. I'm expecting all the answers to be the same here. It's got to be Hunter, right? Like, it's got to be Hunter. It was my easy, easiest pick to write under there. Triple H. Immediately, once I put it in my notepad, just Triple H. He has made the Fed something worth watching. That's a great call. Great he, call. It, he's still making WWE something worth watching. TKO obviously saw it too. They're like, yeah, you're the fucking guy. We're gonna we're gonna get rid of the old man. Like, we're gonna figure this out. You need to be driving now. And he's doing an incredible job and doing an incredible job of still getting younger talent on the card and moving them forward. Vince yeah. used to do that, man. Vince he had it. To. He he had that vision of like that new generation of talent in the 90s and stuff. Vince had that before. Like even Cena, like Vince had that eye. He was losing that eye. Hunter size, like we don't have to lose that. Like we got that whole performance center. Like we still have fucking talent. You still sign guys. Like still Pepsi fills back. Yeah. But it's not taking away from those stars on the show and younger talent who are coming up. It's it's got and I mean it's fucking bloodline. You think Vince is farting that idea out? <laughs> you think Vince is running that? Like, come on. I it's it's Hunter for me. I don't know about you guys. Tom, what do you think? Who's Booker of the Year? So earlier when we were talking, I said that I really struggled with one, and it was this one. Oh, interesting. So 
uh, like I said, I have four. And unsurprisingly, Hunter is probably number one because I don't think, like I, like we've said multiple times, I haven't been this interested in the WWE in a very long time. The attendance figures are almost double what they were. The ratings are higher than they were. The matches mean something. Their story, nothing is just for the sake of it. Like, hey, we need to get Seth on TV this week. Let's send him out there to kill Akira Tozawa. None of that stuff. Um, so I think it's probably Hunter. Um, but I have a couple that I'd, I'd like to throw out there. Yes. Uh, one of them might be a little bit of a surprise, and that's Shawn Michaels down in NXT. Ah, yeah. Um, like, NXT is never going to be black and gold NXT what it was. Yeah. And, I mean, I loved that. But Shawn Michaels is doing a hell of a job with getting stories onto a one-hour show that means something. Uh, everybody, like, gimmicks are starting to come back. I miss gimmicks. I don't like, hey, this is, I don't know, but fuck McGee and he's a wrestler. I don't like that. Um, give give everybody at least a character like Tony D'Angelo and that Italian like Guido gimmick is amazing. Uh, um, then, so I think Shawn Michaels is doing a fantastic job. He needs to stop booking really short matches. That's my only gripe with him. Uh, my third name, unsurprisingly, is Brett Lauderdale in GCW. And <laughs> um, the only reason he wasn't top straight away is because, like I mentioned earlier, there's very little stories. And in my opinion, you're not a booker if you don't have stories. Yeah. However, Brett Lauderdale and GCW consistently put out banger after banger pay-per-view. That might just be, here's some guys having matches, but they are unbelievably entertaining. And the fourth one has kind of come from like out of nowhere. And I was even a little bit surprised at myself. And that's Scott D'Amore in Impact and TNA, whatever you want to call it. Because purely for the fact that when was the last time anybody gave a fuck about TNA? Yeah. <laughs> and he's made that happen. And every single one of their shows I've watched has been fantastic. Like earlier this year, they had Bully Ray or Bubba Dudley, whatever you want to call him, wrestle Josh Alexander in a TLC match in 2023. I did not want to see Bully Ray in a TLC match for the world championship of a company in 2023 until I saw the match. Like they made that important. They made it work. Like I'm, I'm really hoping that the whole we're TNA again thing works out for them because I mean, I hate that they deserve it. Like you don't deserve shit in life, work for it, but they really do deserve <laughs> a chance to get back to where they were. So I know that's a, a long-winded and B kind of an answer that's not an answer, but I, I can't pick between the four other than Hunter slightly. I, I think it's just like shows the level of how much you love wrestling, right? Like the appreciation you have. They said they're bringing TNA back and me and Scott goofed on them on the fucking pod. Because we think that's bad news bears. <laughs> Scotty. Yep. What do you think? I hummed and hawed about this one quite a bit, actually. Quite a bit. Between Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Because since the black and gold brand has gone away, I haven't given two fucks about NXT. 2.0 is garbage. I still struggle watching their weekly show because I hate that they're just in the performance center in front of maybe 120 fans. Yeah. I wish they could do a little bit more touring for their television product. But 
when their pay-per-views come up or even their themed weekly shows, if they do like a Halloween Havoc on their Tuesday show, I'm hooked. And if I'm not watching it live, I'm watching it back on a Saturday morning or I'm kind of doing what Mike does. I'll follow along on Twitter, TikTok, whatever it is. And everything kind of grabs me to the point where I'm like, God damn it. I need to make sure I need to watch the the follow-up show. But I can't not give it to Triple H. He's done everything right since he's taken over. Very few fumbles, very few episodes of Monday Night Raw where I'm like, oof, that was a rough one. What were you guys doing? But that's expected in a 52-week television schedule. So it's Triple H for me. There's, there's no doubt about it. So that one sweeps the board. I think it's time we get on to the main event, the headline, what most people look forward to, Wrestler of the Year. And we break this down into male and female awards. We're going to start with the female awards right now. And I don't know about you guys, but I had trouble coming up with more than one name, to be honest. I did find two. So my runner-up, I'll start. My runner-up was Tony Storm. She had a hell of a year starting off as part of the social outcasts or whatever they were called. Don't remember what they were called, but I don't think that's right, Dave. But just the outcast, just the outcast, just the outcast? yeah. All right, the outcast with a C, maybe <laughs> Couldn't do it with a K, <laughs> be cooler, but no, but I, th- I think it was the outcast. Yeah. I think the outcast, I think you're right. But they she transformed herself from being Tony Storm, one member of them, into timeless Tony Storm. Uh, won the championship, I think, twice this year. She had a great, great run. I think she, she might have got hurt somewhere in the middle there, but. It, it even though she didn't have the greatest full calendar year of great matches and defending the title, it's a no brainer for me personally that it's Rhea Ripley. Fucking Her match was, at WrestleMania was fantastic. The storylines with the Judgment Day have been a huge focal point because of her. And I just there's no one even close, especially in WWE right now. No one comes close to the the superstar power of Rhea Ripley in the women's division. So for me, Scotty Villa, wrestler of the year is Rhea Ripley. Tom, what do you got? So I struggled with this one as well, but for different reasons than you, I couldn't think of anybody in the fed or in AEW that had consistently delivered for me in the women's division all year. So neither my runner up or my winner have ever wrestled for AEW or the WWE. Love it. So my runner-up is Rina Yamashita. She mainly wrestles for GCW in the States, for those of you that don't know. She's also, obviously, by her name, a Japanese wrestler who does... uh, She works a lot with Freedoms. Her matches in GCW have been insane. She has been the GCW deathmatch, or I think they call it ultra-violent champion, for nearly 500 days. And she absolutely tears it down whether she's in there with males females in between everything every single match i've seen her have has been fantastic my winner is masha slamovich oh nice uh was the first woman to win the gcw world championship which she choked out nick gage for um that in itself puts you pretty high on my list (laughs) (laughs) and uh uh, she does every style I've seen. I've seen her do lucha. I've seen her have straight up wrestling matches with guys and girls. And every single match I've seen her have has been a complete banger. And like, and 
for her to hold the GCW World Championship as well as she did. And it wasn't the longest run in the world. I think it was 120-something days. But long enough to make an impact. And it was the first all-women's main event in GCW in a six-way for the championship um, where she defended against six women, uh, five women from five different countries. And it was just really cool to watch. So, yeah, uh, my female wrestler of the year is Masha Slam. Great pick. Yeah, you know, you you love to hear that. Because <clears throat> you know who my winner is going to be. That's mommy. <laughs> and it's easy <laughs> that it's mommy. It's, again, hard-pressed being outside of, like, not watching enough GCW outside of the clips I've seen and the names you have referenced I have seen. And watching more would be to my, my benefit. But it's got to be mommy. Like she is the judgment day at this point. Sorry if people think different. Like wait, Finn Balor's what? not the judgment day? Oh, what a fucking loser. <laughs> um Rhea Ripley should be working more. That's Scotty. the exact reason she was not even in consideration for my female wrestler of the year. See, it's tough because like what she does is is great. This is how I felt about MJF last year when I gave MJF wrestler of the year. Because MJF just wasn't working enough matches. But what MJF does is special and Makes worth sense. watching and like a talent. Rhea's in that. I hope they start gearing up and really feeding some opponents to Rhea. Let's let's get some some title defenses under your belt that don't seem useless. I mean, it's it's easy to say right now because we're going into Rumble and Mania season, so of she's course. going to have all that stuff. It's the follow up after Mania, sure. But it's everything that's been in, like it's been kind of whatever in between. But you run WWE, you're with the Judgment Day, yeah, and that stuff has been good. Like when the Judgment Day first came out, we criticized the hell out of it because we're like, "What the fuck? You guys don't run anything." <laughs> but you really saw that progression, and the Judgment Day really did get fleshed out. And a big part of that, I think, is Rhea Ripley. The, the one, one of the things I really love about Rhea, and there, there is a lot I like about her, and that is that she is as close to a monster heel as we've got in the women's division. But she's not afraid to sell. Yeah. And she sells her ass off when she does. Like, I don't know if there's anybody in wrestling at the moment that takes a DDT better than Rhea Ripley. Um, I just want more of it. Yep. And I, I will also say um, my runner-up is EO Sky. From WWE, I like it. I I thought about her as well. Damage Just work. control kind of up and down with me a little bit, but uh, I've enjoyed uh, the Tony Storm stuff. EOS guy's work is just someone in the Fed who really leaves it out there. Yeah, I, you're, I you're feel not like wrong. that's EOS guy right now. But it's yeah, I'm with you, Scotty. It's it's Rhea Ripley. But congratulations to uh, <laughs> the women who are nominated and won. Now we're gonna head off to the men's division. For wrestler of the year, I had six guys on my list, mm-hmm. and it was a, a a a pretty big struggle to narrow one down. I'm gonna send this one to Tom first. Tom, I need you to give us the Cody Rhodes Wrestler of the Year award. Who do you give it to, and why? Not Cody Rhodes. Fucking right. Well, uh, so, 
So for me, when the uh, when you guys sent me through the the categories to think about, this is one of the very few that I had my answer immediately. Wow. I did not even need to think about it. And this might be a bit hypocritical after what I just said about Rhea Ripley not wrestling as much <laughs> as I would like. Might not be. My, my answer is Gunther. Ooh, great pick. Uh, every single match, every single promo, every single. Every every second that guy is on my TV, I love it. And a prime example of that is when was the last time anybody gave a shit about Ms. TV? Right. Great Winter point. on Ms. TV was fantastic. And Gunther, do, like, Gunther doing anything. Yeah. And really. Like, even if we go back to pre-WWE days, so WXW, New Japan, uh, RevPro, I've literally never seen that guy have a bad match. And he's That's... made the Intercontinental Championship. Oh. 100%. It, it's back to where it was. It's That's such a great pick. Did you have a, a runner-up? Uh, my runner-up was Kevin Owens. Wow. For Love that. Pre- pretty much the exact same reason as Gunther, which is absolutely everything that that guy does entertains me. Whether it's, and again, he's another person, like, he does not have bad matches. And he is not afraid to look a little bit silly, even as a baby face or a heel, but he doesn't go too far to the point that it's stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, I love when he calls out, like, wrestling bullshit, where it's like, this has never happened before. And Kevin Owens is like, yes, it has. It happened, like, two years ago. <laughs> or, like, you can't come out here. We didn't say your name. Yeah. Um, all of that stuff is hilarious and like I don't uh, like I'm not the biggest fan of comedy and wrestling if your name is not R-Truth but the segment backstage on Smackdown where he punched both Austin Theory and Grayson Waller in the face at the same time was one of the funniest things I think I rewound that and watched watched it about 10 times and it's one of the very few wrestling things this year that I got my partner to come upstairs and watch because get up it's here. Now. hilarious. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Kevin Owens was my runner-up, and Gunther was my easy number one. That is fantastic. Those are great picks, uh, Mike. I hope you don't mind, but I'm going to go next. No, please go ahead. Can't wait. So my my, I'm going to start with my runner-up, mm-hmm. and we've mentioned him on the show a couple times already, and it's Will Osprey. I like he's worked in New Japan, so I didn't get to see everything, even though I pay for New Japan World every single month. I didn't see everything that Will Ospreay did, but when he was on my TV for AEW or when I watched Wrestle Kingdom, the guy puts on phenomenal pro wrestling matches that have me on the edge of my seat. There's so many great false finishes. Everything that he does is perfect and crisp. My pro wrestler of the year is MJF. The man has been world champion AEW for over a year. Every match and main event that that guy was in had me buying in every single time. The hour-long match with Brian Danielson, his matches with Hangman, his match with Adam Cole, even the tag team stuff that he's doing, his promos are just fantastic that their appointment television make me invest. What they're doing right now with the Devil Mask thing is... Got me hooked every week. And then when he he's wrestled more than he ever has before, and he's making that into the storyline. 
He's making that into an angle. He's calling out Tony Khan for being a sadistic pervert for making him want to wrestle all the time, even though that's his fucking job. The man's Mr. Main Event. Right now, he's Mr. AEW, in my opinion. I couldn't deny it. I, I was going into it thinking it's Will Ospreay, and then my runner-up was going to be Sami Zayn. But I couldn't deny what MJF has done when I went back and looked at the pay-per-views that AEW's done, the big shows that AEW's done. Couldn't deny it. Not one bit. MJF is my wrestler of the year. League of Mike? Hmm. What do you got? So not Cody Rhodes. Very happy. He was on the list. He's one of the six, but. Well, my runner-up is also one Will Ospreay. 2023 is the year Will Ospreay became a global star. Yeah. Not just the that indie darling, not that guy from that incredible Ricochet match. Will Ospreay became a bona fide talent that the world wanted. New Japan probably wanted to keep him. We definitely know the Fed wanted him. And we know AEW wanted him. And the match quality that he is able to put out consistently in any promotion and with anyone pretty insane it's pretty insane but you got to give it to the big dog my number one which is also maxwell jacob that person this man single-handedly is carrying a promotion on his back a promotion in which there is immense talent Chris Jericho is in this promotion. Kenny Omega is in this promotion. Hate to say it, Tom, but the Young Bucks are even in this promotion. <laughs> I know. Holy fuck. Get in the bin. <laughs> if you think about the amount of talent that is in AEW and why you watch is this one man, you had to re-sign MJF. You need MJF. And he's worked more and more and more and gets put into stuff where you're like, bro, Chacho's going to get over with MJF? Yeah. yeah. This guy can do it all. It's not just being that heel character. MJF can quite literally do it all. There'll be a time where he goes pure blood babyface, and it'll just fucking work. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, can't, he can't miss. Go ahead, Tom. Ask away. And, and it's it's a very interesting to me, especially with both of your picks being who they were. Mm-hmm. So now that Will Ospreay and MJF are in the same company, eventually they are going to be in the ring together. That is right. Who you got? Who's going over? I think when that time comes, Will Ospreay goes over. Yeah. And like like I said, oh, go ahead, Scott. I think the first time they touch, MJF kicks him in the balls and gets the yeah. win. But when it comes to a clean win in the second match, it is Will Ospreay winning the championship from MJF. I was going to say, if I, again, if I was booking AEW, Osprey takes the title from MJF. Yeah. You're building a star that way for and your new audience. I would probably do it in Wembley Stadium. Oh, perfect. Yep. Perfect. That's yeah. absolutely what you want. Like, that's the hometown win. Yeah. Like, there's no bigger show for Will Osprey either. That's great booking. The, the, the only thing for me with Will Osprey is and as an Englishman, this is kind of strange, but if he says bruv one more fucking time, <laughs> like, I don't know what you, it, I don't know what you mean, bruv. <laughs> Before we sign off here, can we give an honorable mention under the rest of the year category as well? 
yeah. that I don't think any of you would have an argument with. Orange Cassidy deserves some love on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, sure. We've put over Sami Zayn to the moon for everything that he's done as well, but I think Orange Cassidy needs to get the In My House pod rub from all three of us gentlemen because he's had a hell of a year putting on great, great matches. He was Mr. Dynamite for a while, kicking off Dynamite week after week after week with awesome international championship matches. I I wanted to throw that out there because he was on my list for wrestler of the year. And I just, I felt it had to be said because orange Cassidy provided us with a hell of a lot of entertainment. I'm not always the biggest fan of orange Cassidy, but I can't deny that he gave us like, he made a title that no one gave a shit about that. They bought in when they already had too many titles feel very important and very quickly. And he also had fantastic matches against people that he had that they had no right having a good match like i can't even remember that is it lee johnson um yep they had they had a match that i enjoyed and like should that have happened probably not but orange cassidy <laughs> like he can draw that out of people and he's a baby face that is truly over which is hard to find these days yeah I completely agree just want to throw that out there but uh just to recap really quick the Cody Rhodes Award for Wrestler of the Year is going to Ray Ripley on the women's side, Gunther and MJF on the men's side here on the My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. Mike, I think that works. That sounds good, right? I think no. Cody Rhodes Award. Do for not Wrestler call of the that Year. award. No. <laughs> Do not. The American Nightmare Award for uh, Wrestler of the Year. That's what we should rename the Disappointment Award. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everyone listening it's been a megasode but it's the year end awards so that warrants a megasode if you listen to it in chunks listen to it in full if you listen to it at all first of all thank you uh give us your picks as well if you're listening and just reply with whatever your picks are for whatever categories we'd love to hear it we're on the socials at in my host pod you'll find us on twitter facebook and instagram there or you i believe you can comment on the soundcloud and and the other podcast platforms but Boys, it's been a, a fun show, Tom. Thank you so much again for joining us. And uh, we're going to be hearing a lot more from Tom in the new year. Yeah, yep. I like. Thanks for having me. It's been a blast again. And like I said last time, I will be here every time you guys need me. Love Call hearing me. that. And for all our new listeners in the UK, thanks so much for checking it out. Make sure you hit that share button. Let everyone know, hey, this is a fun little potty with a couple of Canucks and uh, UK's own UK Tom. Share it out, bruv. There you go. <laughs> I can't sign off any better than that. Thanks for checking it out. This has been the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. Show me what you